Welcome to The Dash. In season two, the first 13 episodes, we were trying to figure this thing out. What is a podcast? How does it work? How does it run? Now it's a little bit more comfortable. It's a little more smooth. I feel like we're able to step it up a notch and maximize the opportunity. Joining me today is Landon Davidson, a senior at Indiana University, and he's an account consultant for EY, one of their big four accounting firms. Landon wants the world to be better because he lives in it, and he has a strong passion, impactful purpose, and diligent process to help him maximize those opportunities. Check out the show notes and top takeaways at treygamers.com slash the dash, and find out more about what's going on at treygamers.com slash events. Shift Community is coming up in May, and I want everybody to come out and be involved. That's enough talking. Let's get to the show. This is The Dash. I've been doing some research, and I found that there's, you know, there's 7.1 approximately billion people on this planet Earth. And like we were talking about, I, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God gave every single human being that's on this planet Earth a gift mm. and a purpose. Mm. And so the gift that you have, no one else can do that as good as you can. Right. There's a purpose that every single one of us have, and no one else can fulfill that purpose unless you do it. You have to do it. Every 7.1 mm. billion people have to find their gift and fulfill their purpose. And so why do I sacrifice? Because there's a gift that God gave me, and then there is a purpose that God gave me as well that I want to fulfill. And so that's why I wanted to sacrifice. Mm. When did you get the, when did you know, when did you start knowing what your passion was and and what are you passionate about? So uh, I'll tell you this through um, a couple of anecdotes. So when I was in high school, um, you know, I was a person, I was outgoing. I love talking to people, I love communicating. I'm the one that had, you know, a lot of people around them, winning prom king and all that. So uh, I participate in athletics. And I thought my grades, you know, I wanted to do well in school, but I, I wasn't the person that wanted to get a 4.0 GPA and, you know, do the very best academically. I saved that for my, my, my best friend at the time. Uh, but when I, when I came to college, I came to college and I had, uh, during the summer, yeah, I came in on a, it was a, called the group scholars program. And it was a program where they took you, it's a development program, basically. They combined a full semester down into six weeks. Mm. And then they said, okay, you pass this, uh, this development program, and then we'll officially admit you into IU. Wow. So pass a program extremely well. And I, I started IU fall semester freshman year and said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I said two goals. One of my goals is I was going to be admitted into the Kelly School of Business, and my second goal was I'm going to have an internship by the end of my freshman year. Wow. And so I grow through that my fall semester. Uh, you know, I find I got to work hard. I got to work hard, do everything I can to achieve these goals. I joined a student organization, did well in there, and I also joined a diversity advisory board mm. um, in Kelly. And then ultimately, by the end of my freshman year, I was admitted into the Kelly School of Business, and I earned four internship offers wow. by the big four accounting firms. And so... Um, going into my sophomore year, I tell this story to tell you that it was through that hard work mm. that I found out what my strengths were. Wow. It was through that hard work that I found out what my what my gift was. And it was communicating, it was going through the interview process. Mm. And so 
Um, and so through this organization that I was in, uh, when I was on, I became on the leadership board. And uh, one of the questions that they had asked is, you know, how do you uh, gain opportunities with these accounting firms? How do you gain opportunities with any company? What are they looking for? And I knew that was my strength. Wow. And so immediately, uh, I was the one that got up and I started telling them what they need to do, share their story. You know, everyone has a story about how they got there, whether you're an international student and you come from, you know, uh, my best friend I work, and you come from China yeah. or you're a domestic student, you came from a low income. Everyone has a story. Right. And so you need to be able to share that story and highlight your strengths in that story mm. um, and connect them with the company's mission or vision. Wow. And so um, I worked with probably now being a senior, hundreds of people. And it was through that working, that working Shoot. with those individuals helping them realize what their strengths was, help, uh, listening to them share their stories while yeah. I was preparing them for their interviews. I identified my passion when my, and going into my purpose uh, is what I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I want to see the world uh, the, the world betterment because of me. Right. I want the world to be better than what it was. Wow. And so um, it's, it's, and so go, going back to my passions, it's helping people identify, you know, what their passions are and what their purpose is. And then mm. on the other hand, uh, more on a granular level, is specifically um, African-Americans. Okay. Like that is, you know, my passion right. is working with African-Americans and helping them identify, you know, what their passion is, what their purpose is. Right. And uh, just one another anecdote that I, I had an example was um, someone that I'm very close with now. Uh, I met him my sophomore year in my microeconomics class, and he was telling me, that uh, he was like, Landon, I see you, I see you, Landon, and I'm gonna get there. Like, and mm. we in the same grade, but he was saying like, he saw me, he wanted to be able to have similar accomplishments to what I had. Right. And so, uh, you know, I just said, okay, you know, he's saying it, but every, every time I saw him, he would continue to say it and say it, you know, Landon, I see you, I'm gonna get there, I'm working hard. And so I was like, man, this guy, he's got wow. something. He has this drive and all he needs is someone to be a catalyst for him. Wow. And I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to work with him. I'm going to work with him. And so over time, we developed this mentor-mentee relationship. And what I began to do is, like I said before, start to help him right. learn how to interview, identify, you know, what do you care about? What, what's your story? Wow. That's what I want to know. Wow. And this guy, when I met him, he was on, I learned that he was on the verge, dropping out of school. He had, he was failing out of his classes. And by the end of that semester, he earned a 4.0 GPA. And by the end of the year, he was admitted into the Kelly School of Business. And also, he now has two, in, he had he had two internship opportunities from the world-renowned world companies. Mm. And, and currently, he's in the, uh, he's going to get his MBA right now. And he has a full-time opportunity with another, the world-renowned company that he worked for during his internship. And so it's out of, I tell that story to say, it's out of that accomplishment and helping him achieve that goal. Yeah. It's me knowing that uh. I had an effect on wow. his life. Wow. I was able to help him go from about to drop out of school to now he's graduating with his undergrad in the Kelly School of Top 5 Business School with a full-time opportunity wow. with a world-renowned company. Going from, you know, that gap that you say, you're talking about that dash, mm. where we start out and then where we end. I want to be the catalyst in that middle to help people. There you go. And so that's how I identified that's, you know, that's one of my passions that I've had. That's beautiful, man. That's, that's beautiful. That's, I think for a long time, I didn't know what that was. Like, I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, and then I thought it was cool to be the Allstate guy, and all these, the social work, all these kind of things, but I knew I wanted to help people. And when I knew that, that speaking, public speaking, 
and in that kind of realm and that kind of sim very similar, pretty much the same as you, I call what you said facilitating purpose and facilitate is to make easier. So I want to make purpose easier for someone else and do that by talking about the steps that it, it takes to get there and the processes of getting there. And so there was one day that my coach, this was my senior year before my last football game of college, my last year when I was doing well and everything. And we spoke in front of about 750 of these middle school children. And one of them decided to reach back out to me afterwards. They followed us on Instagram. 40, 50 of the kids followed me and the guy Heath Harding on Instagram. And there was one kid in particular that decided to share a post and tag me in it. And he said, you know, Trey, thank you so much. As a matter of fact, I think it was a message. It wasn't even a post. It was a private message. And he said, Trey, thank you so much for, for coming to the school today. I've never had a support like that. I truly feel like you're my brother. I just ordered a custom number 34 jersey, and I'll be at your game tomorrow with support. Wow. And I'm like, yo, no, this is someone that all I did was speak to him. I don't even remember what I said at that point, at this point. I don't remember what I said, but it was something along the lines of, of, of going to get what you want. But the fact that that one boy out of 750, I couldn't even see him, you know, he was able to reach back out to me and, and that that made that fire in my belly just erupt, you know, and that feeling is, is bigger than money, is bigger than anything else, but knowing that the work that I do, the things that I do and say because I'm, I'm passionate and, and willing to suffer and work in this place, it's going to help somebody else just by virtue of that doing. Mm -hmm. What are the things, Landon, what are some of the things that you have to give up in order to pursue your passion and, and make that your fuel for purpose? So I'll say once you identify, like, you know, what, what your purpose is, what your passion is, if you, in order to achieve it, you're going to have to make sacrifices. No mm -hmm. doubt. It's no, no doubt about it. And I would say specifically for me, what I have to give up is, and I don't necessarily see it as me giving it up because True. it's not what I do. So currently in college, like you would think that's something I would have to give up is partying. Well, I'm not a party. I don't, you know, I don't go out. I don't right. like, you know, necessarily going to clubs. I'm not. That so you're not really missing out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, I prefer to go to, you know, a jazz, a jazz uh, concert, you know, okay. sit there, you know, for a little bit, a couple of hours and then go back home and get to work. And so. For me, I say it. One thing that I have to give up is definitely like some family time, mm. and you know, being away in college and learning. I trying to identify what my passion is, what my purpose is. I've identified that you have to spend a lot of time with yourself. Oh, you have to learn about who you are away from everyone else, and not have anyone in your ear. <laughs> and that is that's been the best thing for me. When I go back home every year, you know, I have the uh, women at my church because my church family I, I was born uh, when my dad started pastoring at the church he currently does in, uh, in South Bend and so that's basically is my family and all the, the women always ask me Len you got a girlfriend yet? you got a girlfriend mm. who are you dating and every, my response to them always is I'm dating myself Wow. I want to identify who I am wow. you know what makes me tick what are my strengths what are my weaknesses and I have become closer closer to God and then also um, it's through this analyzing and researching, you know, who I am, that I've also identified that uh, I need to be balanced. Right. I need to be balanced, and there's four dimensions of the of, of the human body, and that's balanced in spiritual, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Okay. And that's what I learned. That's what I've been learning about myself. And so back in back to in terms of what do I have to sacrifice? That time 
with my family that I would like to spend with my family, mm-hmm. I spend it with myself. Mm-hmm. And that has, again, that has made me into the person I am today in order to have the type of achievements and accomplishments that I've had. Uh, well, I, I, you said a lot right there, and I want to stay on yeah. that point of awareness because that's you know as we talk about art that that a is awareness and and i think you become aware that you're you're getting us into purpose because that alone time is when you get into reflection what do you learn about yourself when you're alone oh man i'll say this when when i'm alone i've learned to to meditate Mm. so i'm gonna go go into meditation is going into the answer for sure um and when, when you when you meditate that's when everything just blanks out and 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 you, you're not thinking about anything you go internally to hear yourself to hear your body internally to find out what's going on what's going on with landon right and uh when i when i do that it enables me to identify what makes me tick i mm. think about my strengths i think about my weaknesses and one of the things that i have learned is that every that you have to live within and then your without is a result of your within there you go and so what do I mean, what do I mean by that? So before you can be able to communicate better, before you can um, be able to speak to people better or whatever you want to do that's outwardly, you have to make sure your inwardness mm. is in balance. Mm. And so the purpose of me going to by myself is to make sure that my inwardness was in balance. You know, like right. I said before, the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, right. those dimensions, I wanted to make sure that it was balanced. And so. When I go into that reflective state, um, I begin to think about uh, my life before. You know, what what is my foundation? What are the morals and values that my father and my mother instilled in yeah. me as a child that I still have now? And um, I feel that whenever you identify what you want to accomplish, it all the solution all goes back to the basics. Right. It all goes Simple. back to the basics. It's not it's not this complex, some esoteric like. Uh, uh, ritual or routine that you have to have it's basic it's simple and that's yeah it's so simple and, and that's what I've learned myself uh, and what my parents have taught me and the so the more you internalize as well, I feel like the less that you need to be happy and fulfilled. I remember shoot a couple months ago, I had I, I decided to be 23 and go out in Atlanta and go out to Chicago and I, I spent too much money and I had like three dollars in my bank account or six dollars in my bank account, but I didn't have any money to spend in Atlanta. I felt free. I felt mm-hmm. I felt relaxed and I was I was willing to sit down and work because I didn't have any money left and that was kind of freeing for me. I don't have I don't carry any debit cards in my in my wallet anymore. I took the last one out today, as a matter of fact, because I don't like the idea of, of of spending that money just to keep myself kind of disciplined and focused. And going that's a side note, but on on top of that, you said said it another way. Les Brown, well, it, actually, it's an African proverb if there is no enemy within the enemy outside can do you no harm and that's i i love that so much i think first of all it's hard to be by yourself people don't know how to Mm -hmm. be by themselves and i'm not i'm not talking about sitting at the house alone with the tv on or your computer open or on your phone or with music on i'm Mm -hmm. talking about with nothing but your head i go sit out on Mm -hmm. the porch every morning and that's why I do my meditation. I just sit out there. I go in the morning when it's still quiet. The wind's blowing a little mm-hmm. bit. The bird's out. And I just try to get right in this moment. What am I feeling right now? And I didn't understand that, Landon, until I studied abroad. 
because I did not have a phone. I didn't have any wireless reception out there. So the only time that I had internet access or contact with people was when I had Wi-Fi. So I'm touring Italy and Italy, Switzerland, Austria, Czech Republic, Netherlands, France, Paris, Germany. I'm touring all these places with nothing but my thoughts to collect the experiences. And in a lot of instances, when I was in Florence, Italy, I went to go see Michelangelo's David. And I told myself before I went in that I wasn't going to take a picture because I wanted to just keep a mental memory of it. Mm -hmm. Keep that experience in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I almost lied to myself and I pulled out my phone to take the picture and my phone died. But I'm so happy that happened because now I have that thought within myself. And so that, that internalization and that internalization and that awareness, I think, helps you into your purpose. Because a lot of mm-hmm. things that you'll see in your mind and the reason that people don't want to be alone is because your thoughts are scary. You know, a, a thought from stubbing your toe can turn into depression. You know, that's mm-hmm. that might be dramatic, but for somebody it's not. Your thoughts really drift into a dark place. And learning yourself and learning what your pain was in your past lets it be fuel for your purpose. So mm-hmm. in your reflection and your awareness, how does that lead you into your purpose? This is going back to uh, the last point I had made about when I reflect, mm-hmm. I think about you know the morals, the values that my parents has instilled in me. And uh, you know, one of them was have a great work ethic. Mm. And something that I remember that this, I'm guided by this. And one of my rules no matter what type of engagement I have with anyone, one of my rules is that I would not engage in a transaction that does not benefit all parties involved, Mm. all parties involved. And so from watching my parents, from listening to my father and my mother, uh, I see them helping other individuals, helping Mm. people all the time through their strengths um, that God has given them, through their gifts that God has given them. And it's from watching my parents that I've identified, okay, what do I want to do? Because mm. as you know, we are, are we're just an extension of our, who our parents are. Right. And likely many of the attributes that they have, we have similar ones as well. And so um, I use them as a guideline to determine, okay, Landon, what do you care about? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. And after I did, after identifying that, I was able to say, okay, you know, this is something that I want to do. Helping people is something that I've done, something that I know. So then the next question was, how do you want to help people? You know, I went back, to, I was uh, talking about how I want to be able to help the world become better because right. I live. How do I do that? I say on my Instagram, I have uh, educate yourself. And before I, before I had educate yourself was helping the world, helping the world become better one person at a time. Mm. It takes one person at a time. Like you were, you, you were talking about um, that kid that had yeah. messaged you and he was saying, hey, I'm going to be at your game. You helped me so much. He, you established a connection with him. And what I want to do is help one person at a time. I feel that's where, um, you know, my passion and my purpose mm. is, is connecting through helping those individuals, through that one person. And, and again, that one person will lead to someone else and that someone else will lead. And then, and then it begin to have, you know, a snowball effect. So as you help people, they begin to want to help someone else because what they learn is that I didn't get here by myself. And so since I didn't get here by myself, I right. know someone else right. who I have the opportunity to help. They won't <clears> get to where they want to go unless I reach back and help them. Mm. And so it start, it's beginning to start that snowball effect. And that's what I mean Ooh. when I say I want to help the world become better one person at a time. Man, and that's a 
You're packing these things in there, Landon. You're pretty efficient <laughs> with your words, dog. I gotta, I gotta pick some pieces out of there. So in in that, you you talked about the importance of people and the mentors in your life, essentially to help yeah, guide cool. you. And so, I, I've, I've, you know, seeds. They plant seeds. They sow seeds. I just got hip to the wisdom yesterday from a gentleman named Odie Smalls. He was talking to me about sowing seeds, and it was actually the same as today. I always thought about sowing seeds as the seed that I sow, seeds I sow in myself, and and my diligence in the work that I do, my 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 diligence, my desire, my decisions to read the Bible and do things like that, the seeds that I'm sowing from my own crop and harvest. But I never thought about the seeds that I'm sowing into other people when I do when I step in public, yeah. when I speak in front of an audience, and. While everybody does not get the seed, like that one boy was the only one who that seed erupted a, a fire in his stomach. However, that seed was planted in all 750 of those students. And right. my seed might not be the one that they remember, but that, that one seed builds with the other seeds that were planted from all the people over time. So when that click does happen, you know, things erupt. What other people in your life have been able to help guide you and what kind of advice do they provide for you to keep you on such a narrow and, and, and positive trajectory? Yeah, I, I love it, man. Great, great question. So uh, I went back to my parents, uh, talked about them. Also, I have some mentors as well. Um, they're, you know, partners at this uh, company that I'll, that I'll be working at and you know, they've helped me so much. And what I've done is I begin to study the individuals who I want to become mm. like. Because mm. I learned, to, if you want to learn anything, this is something I've learned in school, through my mentors, through people I've listened to, is that when you want to learn anything, learn how to do anything, or learn what what's going to predict something. Right. Like, uh, going, let's go into, how do you predict how successful you're going to be? Well, say you want to be... Uh, Say you want to be a successful motivational speaker, like you say, well, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and study the individuals yeah. who have been successful motivational speakers because, and you want to identify those uh, causal, what are those causes, what are those variables that they needed to make them become mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, successful motivational speaker that they are. And so um, I began to research, you know, individuals uh, like yourself, like you were talking about, Les Brown, learn about them. But also, I say that, you know, people like Kanye West, people mm. like Jay-Z, Steve Jobs, um, 50 Cent, also like yeah. Sean Jackson. Like, yeah. I look at all those individuals. See, people think that, and I named them purposely. Say it, say see, it. Some of them are, some, they're rappers, right? Uh, besides, everyone besides Steve Jobs. But most of them, they're rappers. Okay. But the thing is, you're not going to reach a certain level of success without having some type of business acumen or understanding. Right. And those gentlemen are smart because when you look, I, I love them not for not necessarily for their music, yeah. but for their intellect, before how their thought process right. and how they think. Oof. They're rappers, but they're also businessmen as well. And so when you talk about what keeps me motivated, what keeps me motivated is listening to Kanye West and hearing him say, hey, don't, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's yeah. what, make, what, what are you going to do to make you happy? Because you got to live your life. Yeah. You go out and you fulfill your purpose and fulfill whatever your passions are. You decide to embark on those journeys. And the people that you affect, good. Keep them with you. But the people that's not going to be affected by you or the people that's going to say bad things about you because truthfully, they're intimidated by your success. Yeah. Forget them and focus on the people yeah. that actually care about you. 
And so it's people like, uh, again, besides my parents, you know, the Kanye West, the Jay-Z's of the world, um, that I listen to to hear their perspective. And and, uh, and that's in terms of, finan- uh, not financially, but uh, in ter- to live my life. Right. And how and what I, the perspective right. that I have. The mindset. The people I listen to. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the- then, um, also, me being a businessman, this goes in another one of my passions that you talked about, uh, or that we talked about, was I'm focused on helping my people, specifically African-Americans. And one thing that I identified is the average African-American, they likely don't know how to, uh, they don't know how to save their money. They don't, they don't necessarily, they're not financially, financially right. literate. Right. And so what I've done is I've taken the initiative to say, all right, since I know this is, um, this is a narrative of many of the African-American, you know, individuals, I want to figure out, okay, what can I do to help them? Yeah. What can I do? And so I began to learn about investing in the stock market. And then now that I've learned it, I've read some books. One of the, one individual that I name is, just, is his name is Ray Dalio. He's a founder of a company called Bridgewater Associates. And I listen to him and what he says about the stock market and um, how that works and how our economic machine works. Yeah. And just listening to him, I've identified how to invest. And so I've done it. I've and 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 it's worked for me. Right. So now what I'm doing is I'm going to the people that I'm connected with and I'm close with. And I'm saying, hey, I know how to invest in the stock market. I know how to invest in our economic machine that we have. Yeah. Let me help you. Yeah. Let me show you how to do this. And what this will do is ultimately take that financial barrier mm. that African Americans has, and alleviate that from him. And again, this goes back to what I was telling you earlier. I'm helping one person at a yes. time achieve, make the world better, yes. one person at a time, and. Financially, whether it's uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, all of it, spiritually, and that's it, how I. Uh, it all comes. Back to, I forget what the question was. No, that that's that's that was a, a a nice smooth transition into everything because the mm-hmm. people that you're that reflection on your purpose, that awareness, and that modeling, you know, in that looking at the people because they don't have to be. You haven't met Jay Z or or Kanye West, correct? Right. But they're still your models and your correct. mentors. No, I haven't met them. It's it's the same thing with. Um, yeah. When I look at one, that's exactly what I did. When you can look at who am I now and where do I want to be? You know, Zig Ziglar says that every man should reach a goal. This is this is going to be one of the things I say every single time. Every man should make a goal to reach a million dollars, not for the monetary reward, but who he has to become along the way. When you study these people, when you're looking at Kanye West, you also figure out the steps that you need to take to transition into being that person. The, the third step of art, you know, is transitioning and becoming that person. So the processes and the hows of, of what these are. With you, what kind of routines are you keeping? Have you learned for yourself? Because that's that's what the process and, and the passion, the purpose, those are cute. Those are great things to have in that next level i think when we're able to take our passion and purpose and push it so we can generate help to a massive amount of people and help and add value to a massive amount of people there has to be the process in that method of being able to do it in scale and often what kind of processes do you have just as landon to be able to continue functioning at your best level at your best self i agree Uh, i just want to say one last thing too uh my, my last point was Again, I've told you, I mentioned that, you know, those are Jay-Z, the Kanye West, the, the 50 Cents, those Steve Jobs are the individuals, and Will Smith, um, yeah. that, that, I, that I look to uh, for mentorship. And I haven't met any any of them, but there's a quote that says, 
you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. <laughs> you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. And I said, okay, I really like these guys and I like what they're saying. And I believe what they're saying. Wow. But I can't, I'm, I, I'm not able to physically be around them. So what did I do? I went to my computer and I got Shoot. on YouTube and I started listening to them. So although I wasn't physically hanging out with them, mentally oh, I, was, I was taking in all that information. And your brain doesn't that's know the difference. That's what I use to stimulate myself. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't necessarily need to, uh, to physically be around someone, although that is extremely helpful. But if you do not have that cap- physical capability, then you could, you know, leverage the different resources that you had. And one of the resources that I had was the YouTube. Was YouTube. Right, right, so right. So I just wanted to say that to throw it out there because this may help someone to say, man, I want to be the best swimmer, but I can't hang out with mm. Michael Phelps. But what you can do is watch his videos, listen yep. to his interviews, identify yep. what he's done, how he's trained. So, I mean, even with, uh, you know, moving on the track, you same boat, you can watch his videos yeah. and listen to him. I can't tell you how many books I've listened to in cars and how many interviews I've listened to and all the oh man yes every I've listened to every Les Brown speech I've probably listened to every Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali speech as well you know all because they're available they're accessible and I'm in the car for four hours and I just get to have Tony Robbins in my ear this whole freaking time that yeah you're exactly right that's a that's a great point of information yeah yeah. okay Mm -hmm. and so for that process piece in that transition how are you making how do you make that how do you take that abstract item of listening and in your brain and mm-hmm. passion and purpose and how do we make that a reality gotcha gotcha yep okay so again um, I study people that I want to develop similar traits like and so uh, one trait that I've identified uh, once you reach a certain level of success no matter whether it's monetary whether it's in business whether it's in the arts or sciences no matter what it is those you identify those successful individuals has certain commonalities, certain characteristics about themselves that spread across all of them. I don't care. Once you get down to the foundation, they have those successful, they have those attributes. And one of the attributes or routines that I found that many of the individuals that I look up to, they all have morning routines. Mm. So this is going into that process. They have morning routines. And so I'll go through uh, what my morning routine is and then the purpose of, you know, why I do it. And so my morning routine on Mondays and Wednesdays, I get up at 4 a.m. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I get up at 5 a.m. Okay. And so when I get up, the, before I get out of bed, I thank God for waking me up. And then after I thank God for waking me up, um, I get on my knees and or and then I begin to, or I sit down and I begin to meditate. And I meditate for about 20 minutes just so I can, you know, uh, have an open, get that open-mindedness and be able to be creative and just, you know, uh, put me on. Mm. Put me back. I like to say, put me back in equilibrium. And then after I finish meditating, then I begin to pray. I begin to thank God for giving me my, all my ten fingers, my ten right. toes, for enabling me to walk, to talk, to breathe, to think, to speak, to hear, listen, to read. All those basic bodily functions that we think about, yep. but don't necessarily recognize them. Yeah. And uh, what and what and what this does is it enables me to develop a certain level of appreciation of life. Yeah. Because and, and and then after I developed a certain level of appreciation, because there's people who, when they get up, they need assistance to get up out of their bed. Mm. There's people when they go to the when they uh, go to the bathroom, they need assistance to take a shower. They need somebody to to rub their back for them to make wow. sure to wash them. Wow. And, and I want to make sure that everything 
that I have down to my down to my fingernails. And so wow. that and what this does for me, it enables me to say, okay, anything that happens throughout my day, I'm going to make sure that I stay appreciative of of, of me having life, wow. of having a heart that's beating wow. every second that's beating. Wow. And so this is what keeps me optimistic. And so um, after I finish praying, after I finish meditating, then that's when I get up and I have these certain affirmations um, that I tell myself. I tell myself this every single day, every day. I did it today, this morning when I woke up. So I said, some things that I say is, I believe in myself. I tell myself that um, I have, I'm confident in my ability. I tell myself that I believe in the God in me, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and what this does for me, it enables me to develop that confidence that you need in mm. order to continue to prosper, in order to continue to grow. And what this does for you, it again, like I was saying earlier, it enables you to get through your day to make sure to ensure wow. that any challenges that you will inevitably face, that you're able to accomplish them, that, that you're able to uh, pursue, go past those yeah. or go around them, whatever you need to do to get past them. And then after I go internally, what I'll do is, I'll say, that, Landon, I can. I have effective communication skills. I also tell myself that I have a broad range of words at my disposal right. to communicate an effective message. And again, what this does for me, it just reiterates those goals, those skills, those characteristics that I need in order for me to fulfill my goals and my purpose. Hmm. Shoot, man. And how long does that take? So your whole morning routine, how long is that? <laughs> so... Um, that takes for the first hour. For the first hour, that's what I'm doing. Okay. That's that's what I'm doing for the first for the first hour. And I'll say that it takes 30 minutes to get past that. And then the next 30 minutes. So at four o'clock, like when I'm up that at 4:30, what I'll do is um, I actually get in the shower and I turn a coach. I take a cold shower for five minutes. And what this does is Wake it wakes body. me up. It gets it gets the blood flowing and it, it gets me excited excited to to go and tackle my day no matter mm. what I'm doing. And then after that, I'll eat, and then I'll start my work at, at the end of the hour that I finish, you know, my morning routine. Right. And that, yeah, and that's helped me so much, man. I can't say enough and about what that's done for me. That, well, I, I asked that question because I'm, I'm, that's how simple it is. Because that right there, that the morning routine, which is so crucial, and everybody does theirs different. I know I talked to Justin Moss, who says that right. he has a routine. And sometimes he's not able to get it in at four o'clock in the morning because he's doing a workout or he's traveling. But at some point in the day, getting that level of mindfulness, having that level of gratitude for the things around you makes it hard to have a bad day and say, woe is me. So when, when oh, I don't know how, I don't know what, this is so bad. They're so late, my fries are cold. Uh, you know, the, the, the BS stuff that we talk about or that we think about is no longer worth it because I see that the decisions that I can't control, they're not mine. I can't do anything with them. So waking up, and you said 30, 30 minutes is really what that kind of routine is, that, that 35 yeah. minutes. If, if you took 35 minutes to wake up earlier, that, that, that small step, that far, small 35-minute step has a crazy compound interest exactly. down the road exactly. in terms of what you're able to exactly. do. Yeah, and it's all worth it, man. It's all worth it. And if you don't have 30 minutes in your day for you, if you can't take 30 minutes for yourself to, to get you on the right level, then you don't, you're not living your life right. You're not managing your time right. right. Your, your, your priority, something is something is going on. If you don't have 30 minutes to say, I'm going to spend this time with myself, putting myself back in equilibrium with, you know, whoever, for me, again, I believe I'm a Christian, so I believe in God. And so I say, I'm putting my, I take that time 
to put myself in equilibrium with God. Mm. Mm. That's cold. I, I like that. I I appreciate that right now. I don't think there's not much left to say after that because I think that that piece alone, that nugget alone in the morning routines and taking really taking time for yourself if it's a night routine, I think that piece alone is enough to catapult you into a realm that you didn't even know existed in your life. So, Landon, before we sign yeah. off, what would be one message right now? Right now, you have a message to share with me. I'm the little boy that you have to talk to. What is What would your message, the one lesson that you have to share, what would it be? Right now, what I'm researching right now, where my focus is, it's uh, on, I've been thinking, on the brain, and it's also uh, one thing that I've been talking about um, throughout this uh, interview or podcast is everything has a causal effect. Everything mm. has everything has a cause. And so no matter you have whatever goals you want to achieve, you have to identify what has caused that mm. to happen. Identify what that cause is. And yeah. so going back to what I've done is I've been able to, during my college career, I've been able to have a certain level of success because I've identified that the cause to have the success that I've had with these internships and meeting these individuals is because I have mentors and I listen to them because I, I research people out back that have done the things that I want to do. And so identifying what those causes are and implementing those in your life will be the surest way to ensure that whatever your goal is that you have in life, that you can achieve it. Mm. And so that's what I would leave you know, to someone if I had to tell them right now. This is The Dash. Thank you for joining today. A lot of tight stuff packed into this episode. You can tell Landon's purpose is living inside of him. He's living it every day. He's doing it every day. And I love that so much. It inspires me to want to be better myself. So I appreciate that. And again, if you haven't checked out the show notes already, go to TreyGamers.com slash The Dash. You can subscribe for the podcast. I know I took a lot away from this episode, and I want to know what you took away from it, too. So leave a comment, leave a post, share it with your friends so we can get some feedback and keep maximizing this opportunity. Remember, Shift Community is coming up in Hartsville, South Carolina, May 19th and May 20th, professional development, personal development. You can find more information there at tradegamers.com events. Hope to see you soon. This is The Dash.